What up, this is your boy DJ EFN. You might know me as a drink champ, but first and foremost, I'm a proud father. I linked up with two of my other dad homies, Manny Digital and KGB, to start the Fatherhoods podcast. Each week, we bring you insider hip-hop stories, parenting, and advice and therapy. The saying is true, it takes a village, and we humorously serve as each other's trusted counsel in figuring out how not to screw up being a good dad. The Fatherhood Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diapers. This episode of the Fatherhood's Podcast is brought to you by Fly Dad, where fatherhood stays fly. Check us out at flydadgear.com. Yo, 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 yo. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hi, my name is DJ EFN. Uh, let's not start that shit again. <laughs> I'm Cuban-American. I'm from Miami, Florida. Kendall, to be exact. I used to be a skater. Now I'm a father of two children. I love to take long walks with the stroller with the one-and-a-half-year-old while listening to Kanye's new album and usually a Kendrick Lamar playlist. That's me. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to follow that up. <laughs> Yo, what up? I'm Manny Digital, recent beater of Kay the doesn't public. like this shit. Oh, God. Well, I, thought, I thought we were just doing that for one episode. Because <laughs> yeah. K has better intros. He's like, ah, what's up, guys? What are you doing? So, so what are we doing today? <laughs> I don't make all those noises though. <laughs> That's Elmer Fudd, my best Elmer Fudd impersonation of you. Right. I love it because it's completely like off the wall. I love it. No, I'm gonna be honest. I love it because it makes Kay uncomfortable. Kay is like, fuck. Now that's what's making me like it too. <laughs> but to be fair, everything we do makes Kay uncomfortable. Look at him. Yeah. He's got a big microphone in front of his eyeballs. Come on, man. I'm trying to. Halfway in the Matrix, halfway out. I think he darkened the room on purpose now. (laughs) (laughs) He looks like he's in witness protection. (laughs) You know what he's going to say? He's going to request for future episodes that we do that voice coder thing. (laughs) (laughs) We're too late in the game already. You're not getting none of that special treatment. Yeah, they already already got me. So Uh, wait, uh, let's let's backtrack a little bit because we're a couple, what, two weeks out. I don't know what we're going to talk about. E your your whirlwind Kanye oh experience right and a little bit of how that impacted you on on the family instead of rehashing the Kanye episode that everyone knows let's let's talk a little bit about how that has impacted you on the family side because I'm sure that was a hectic period you mean the like the media reaction to it or like what what exactly do you did i well, say I know, something that that i should re- be remembering yeah well i know i mean i know you have some things to bring up with it but also um we were talking off the pod just uh-huh. about like yeah those those couple of days when it hit and like leading up you seemed like you didn't have a lot of time to spend with the family and and, and it was conf- you were being conflicted and you were you know inundated with stuff so how did how did you right. manage that? True, true. Now, now I know exactly what you're talking about. And, and yeah, I mean, this is always the problem. It's not just the Kanye episode, but obviously the Kanye episode was everything. For those, time for those that are unaware, Drink Champs, Kanye episode, parts one and two. Out now. Yep. On all platforms. Correct. Um, And I am a Cuban-American from my <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right. uh, Anyway, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm always, you know, like, so actually i wanted to ask you guys something because you guys have talked on the pod about this and i find myself saying these guys are fucking lying um yeah you say that every episode because 
if I'm if I'm correct, and maybe I asked this and maybe I'm wrong, maybe I remember this wrong. You guys say that you don't use your phones around your kids? No, no we do. We do. We try not to, but it's not a hundred percent. Okay, but what percentage is it then? If I'm being honest, forty percent. You use your phone forty percent around no, your kids. I use my phone sixty percent. I'm not okay. using it maybe forty percent of the time. Okay. How about you, Kay? Mm, I really thought about it, but I'm, I'm going to just go fifty fifty. I try to be mindful about it because I, you know, I don't want it to be like that's that should just seem normal of like oh, dad is glued to the phone all the time, right? Because that because that carries over. Yeah, but, but, you know, the, the the weird thing about it is that it's because, you know, a lot of the times people well, like for me, for example, I'm using it more for work purposes or like mm-hmm. email, text, that kind of stuff. Right. But because it's a phone, it's like, you know, a kid could look at it and it's like it could be whatever. Oh, he's watching TV. He's doing playing games. You just really don't know what it is. That's the weird thing about it. It's almost like when you're sitting at the computer, it's like, oh, uh, you know, dad's working. Whereas with the phone, it feels like it could be anything or you just tune, you know, like, Oh, dad's tuning me out. Cause he's on the phone. You know, I don't even, I don't even think it's just the kids looking at it that way. Yeah. I think even other adults perception of someone on a phone is not that they're uber busy or doing something that they can't do later. Right. Yeah. You know? Um, and that, bo- you know, that's another thing that kind of bothers some, especially if you're, uh an independent entrepreneur whatever whatever and you're trying to fit your lifestyle around family and then that means you're gonna have to be working on your phone so fast forward or backwards however you want to look at it to the kanye episode you know it was such a media whirlwind from the moment that we even eluded to him being on the show donda donda (laughs) <laughs> did you get the person from the album to do it or was that somebody just other took one? it from the album bro okay i it just i wasn't <laughs> sure i wasn't sure you know you guys are drink chess bro you you big time oh my god so anyways um so i found myself doing what i normally do just even more which is i'm, I'm on my phone a lot uh as much as i try not to be because i have to be it's it's really i have to be on call 24 7 you know for the most part and when that happened, it was just like, man, like, is I couldn't, I had to. It's not like I couldn't resist it. It wasn't about be resisting. Is that I had to because something important was happening and it was in real time and I had to be on top of it. And also I had to take advantage of the situation at the same token. And I had to be responsible for the platform and be on top of things. So, you know, we're getting hit up on email, on DM, on, Inst- you know, I'm looking at all the different outlets, posting things and reposting things. And, and, and like I said, I'm getting calls and texts and emails from people like people magazine, Newsweek, uh, entertainment tonight, like random ass things, but big, you know, big platforms and, and, and shows and, and, you know, and you got to stay on top of it. And, and besides that, then there's other things going on that are normally going on. And, but this is like enhancing everything. Like, yeah, you got other partners reaching out, you know, because of the episode, wanting to now pick up where you left off on some business conversation because they're like, oh, shit, you know, we got better talk about it now. And I found myself a couple times and there's one specific time. I forget what day in this two week craziness it was, but it was early on. Um, And I'm putting my daughter to sleep. 
and I'm on the phone and I just couldn't get off of it, man. And I just felt, I knew that it was wrong. Like I, not wrong that it, what I was doing, but wrong in the, in the, in the sense moment. of being with her. Yeah. In that moment. And then, but I knew I had to do it. And then my girl came in and she was with her, you know, playing with her and, and getting her ready for bed, but I'm still in there on my phone. So I'm like, part of me is like, do I just walk out and just do this outside of the room or do I stay present in the room? And then I turn to my daughter and I say to her, um, maybe I just want you to know that I'm not ignoring you. Daddy's on the phone working. I have a lot of work today and I'm, I just want you to know that it's work. And she just looked at me and like kind of acknowledged, I don't know if she understood me or not. So, so yeah, that's, that's what I was grappling with. And I grapple with all the time, but it was obviously enhanced by Kanye, by the yay effect. Yeah. I think that, I mean, just if if I could distill it down to like, you know, the common person, right? Mm Because what what you're describing is like upper echelon type of experience in this case. Right. But like the regular Joe, who's got like traditional nine to five, let's say, find themselves in a very similar predicament, I'm sure all the time. Right. Because I guess I'm I'm closer to that person in what I do on a on a daily basis. And there's always something like while our schedules might be nine to five, you know, from the outside looking in, there's always like it bleeds into other things. And like you might have a big deal that you're working on and something important happens after normal work hours. And you got to like address that in order for the thing to have progress. So I look at that and I'm like, I've been in similar situations in my kid's room and I find like what you just did because of the situation is probably the best thing we can do in that moment is like acknowledge what's happening and explain as best we can what's going on. Not like trying to excuse what we're doing, but like be accountable to our kids or our family about what we're doing. And then, you know, find a way to kind of come back into the family. In this case, you're putting her down to sleep. So she's not going to be around again until the morning. Mm-hmm. But I, I like I look at that situation. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's probably the way I would have done it, too, because of the circumstance. Right. Right. Yeah. You're going to take an L either way because you're not 100 percent there. Right. Even if right. you're in the physical. But I think what you did was the the smart thing, at least whether she acknowledges it or understands it or not i mean yeah i've been in similar not that kind of deal but i mean definitely times where it's evening or i'm in the middle of trying to do something with my son and then work stuff happens and it's got to be addressed and yeah i mean he's called me out on it before and another thing too is that it feels like you're playing catch up all the time, at least for myself. Um, and you're just trying to get through things so that you can make more time in the you know, near future, you know, the next day or yeah. later in the day. And so when you don't, let's just say I would be like bullish about it and be like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm putting my phone down. I'm going to be with my family. That's it. I do that. Then it's chaos when I pick up that phone and it's going to pile up work to a different extent that's going to, you know, put me in a different zone later on that's going to last longer and or could ruin opportunities that could bring in revenue that feeds my family. So it's like a really, it's like a conundrum that I'm in. Yeah, you're in the, you're in the work life balance. Right. I'm conundrum. still not, I still haven't figured this shit out, bro. Yeah. You in the, you in that struggle though. 
trying to figure that out. Yeah. Uh, how, uh, how let me ask you a question like how often just thinking about revenue generating opportunity versus uh social engagement or you know engaging with supporters of drink champs right two right. separate worlds right how often would you say you think you would miss a revenue generating opportunity if you did put your phone down after a certain time just to be with your family if you if you're like just looking at the history of how you've moved in that world, like what's See, the real percentage? Looking at the history, I feel like every time I, I don't address things or 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 if I miss something or or communicate with with folks, I'm losing out because in for me personally, something today that I did, whether it be simple conversation with someone, impacted and brought revenue, maybe five years down the line mm. three years down the line so i look at every opportunity in terms of building relationships or doing little things that some people might not think is, is a big deal like it's to me it's like I'm, I'm really big on the whole consistency of everything i do i want to be consistent on how i interact on social platforms i want to be consistent in how i interact with people behind the scenes i want to you know i want to be consistent in how i respond to emails that I'm good on, I'm quick. Like, like people most, for the most part, people say, man, you know, that I, my partners, like our, our, our partners at drink champs or whoever, they're like, you're really, you're really on top of it, you know? And I like to, to be consistent at that. And it's tough right now. It, it just, it always feels to me like you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself and it's, it's easy for me to say, cause I'm not in it. Right. But it's almost like, I, I wonder if you should try it. Like try what? Say, Putting it down. Yeah, say like, yo, between the hours of it doesn't have to be a whole night, but like whatever that bedtime routine period is for your kids, be like, yo, whatever it might be. Maybe it's a two hour window. You're like, yo, I'm not touching this shit for two hours. I do it. Okay. No, I do it. I, what and I, what you, I do. You pay for it at the afterwards. Oh, I, I pay for it most of the time, but no, no. And, and I do it. No problem. And even the pay for it is not that like it's, it's worth it. Okay. What I do usually is I just I leave my phone downstairs charging and I go upstairs to do the nighttime routine. I don't have my phone with me. But in the situation of like the yay episode. Yeah, that's different. That's like, you, you know, you're, you're on call. Like, let's let's make, you know, we got if we're going to go through this, let's go through this and let's yeah. make it work for us. You know, like let's, let's go all in. And that's that's the approach I took with that. And and I feel like we just have to as a family sacrifice. Yeah, right there's going to there's going to be those times for sure. I think we right. just can't be so hard on ourselves like when there are those times because we know that it's just like reminding yourself like okay, you know, this is this moment. I got to go through this and do this um and it's not going to you know, it's not going to ruin my kids, right? right? It's they'll probably be upset, you know, it's not going to be the normal. But if you look back at kind of historically how you're handling things, yeah, you do put the phone away. You do you are present and available during those times so i think sometimes we definitely get in our own heads of like because it's not what we want it to be in that moment like we get extra hard on ourselves like we're fucking up you know right I, i've been yeah. so i've been doing i told you guys i've been kind of working on myself on a bunch of different levels but something that i'm like gym life well gym, gym life is one <laughs> uh but no more like my my mindset right and so always so like most people will put like a to-do list of shit that they want to get done or have a mental one right when they start their day and kind of try to knock those things out and i found myself 
I found myself historically like at the end of that day feeling like if I didn't get every single thing knocked out, like I, I failed for the day. I give mm-hmm. myself zero credit for the things that I actually was able to do. Even if it was a list of 10 things and I knocked out two, I look at the eight as like, yo, I fucked up. Like I should have done more and not really focus on the wins, those two that I actually accomplished. Right. And so I'm sure you guys can probably relate, but like I've, I've flipped the script on myself over the last couple of weeks. And I was like, yo, my intention is to make progress, not perfection. And it's kind of my mantra now. And that, small thing has created like this calm about my approach to every day where I feel my anxiety level has dropped tremendously. And I'm finding that I'm actually more like my focus tends to find the right things to prioritize versus me having to struggle. Like, yo, I got to write every single thing. I got to write it down. I got to figure it out. No, like my shit just, I know what my macro level target is. And then things just kind of start to line up accordingly it's like fucking magic i can't really get more deep into how it's working but i mean i don't know if that's helpful to you guys i wondered like in k in your world like there's been times where we talked about like the stressors of your everyday i'm curious how you go about it in your world yeah it's a combination i mean i definitely have i like to-do lists but there's a lot of stuff that goes unchecked (laughs) at the end of it and I'll just carry that stuff over to, you know, the next week or, or whatever. Um, just for me, it's helpful as a reminder of like, oh, shit, I, I got to get this stuff. Done. I mean, some of it is like, you know, I, I put on some of that extra stress for myself to continue to try to do better. Right. But at the same time, I don't want it to be like anxiety inducing where it's like I can't do anything because I feel overwhelmed with stuff. So I think part of it is similar to what you're witnessing what you're feeling right now is that there's these macro things that you're just in the flow and you know got to get done and then there's some of these other things that start to fall into place and maybe there's stuff that just doesn't get done um and it's okay because it's not that big a deal at the end of the day but it feels like it's a big deal Mm -hmm. yeah it's, 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 it's 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 that balance of just not like like letting yourself be okay with okay it didn't get done but at the same time don't don't give yourself the excuse to never get it done and just slack you know what i mean so it's trying to find that i mean i think you have to have a certain level of just independence and be and and uh just you know well, i don't forget the word i'm looking for here but you know what i'm talking about you have to have a certain discipline with how you work in order to work that way i would think I'll tell you, lists have in the past have been immensely helpful for me in a lot of ways. Um, But the lists have gone out the window since I've had kids and I've tried to bring them back and it just doesn't work because so many things pop up throughout the day having to do with the family that those lists just make no sense anymore. Well, I've got I, I break out. I've got like lists for like work lists. Then I've got family personal lists. Then I've got wow. like, man, you the, got lists on lists on lists. <laughs> and then I'll have like fatherhood you know what i mean just like kind of break it out oh, so that no, you you writing books yeah you on a different level that's, that's <laughs> some other, i don't know man that seems stressful to me to have it'd be stressful just to organize the different list every day for the next day it's a, it sounds bigger than it is but it'd be it's like one page right and i just like on one on one column here's a work list here on another Got column it. here's a 
family list of things that got to get done. And it's usually kind of broken out through the week. Uh, and again, I don't, I don't hit all them, all, all right. of them, but it helps me mentally kind of separate the things so that I can see like, all right, if I've gotten a bunch of work stuff accomplished and I look over on the personal family stuff and I'm like, oh, okay, I can, you know, maybe I forgot about this stuff because I was so caught up on the work side of things. Well, now let me flip over here and tackle some of these other things. If I have a break, you know, I'm going to try to bring the, the list back and I'm actually going to try your method. Okay. One thing I want to say that did help me when I did write lists that if it could help anybody else, and I'm even going to try it with Kay's method is um, two things that I would do. I would write things that I knew that I was going to do no matter what, just to feel like I accomplished something in yeah. the list. So like for, you know, whatever, let's just say one, take a shit, <laughs> say like something <laughs> dumb. <laughs> Right. It wasn't that, but I'm just saying something as stupid as that. Like, and like then I'd be like, it. and Give boom, it. I did it. Right. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like drink uh, five glasses of water by 10 a.m. Boom, I did that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then it started to feel like you're building a momentum. And then in terms of the macro stuff that you're talking about, um, when I had like big projects that I knew I wasn't going to finish in one day, um, what I would do is I would write, do something today to work towards this. And as long as I did something, I can cross that out. And it still felt like it was. And then that added up as a momentum throughout the week. As I started to notice it every day, I did something towards whatever that bigger thing was. And yeah. that helped me a lot. Yeah, I think it's just like just being able to see an organization. At least for me is helpful. A and writing it. Yeah. The, the fucking phone list shit doesn't work. No, no, me neither. I had a book, a little book, and I would write in that bitch because they say and they say that they say writing shit mentally, writing it does something different. It makes it the, real. Yeah. The magic eagle yeah. world. I don't know. You know yeah, so, I still have a like a, zaggity zaggity zoo. a yearly <laughs> a yearly planner that's got <laughs> that's got stuff to write. So. I love how he always takes like some real deep shit and then he fucking he pisses all over it. <laughs> you're on a roll right now. Then you're gonna fucking cheapen it. Come hey, ziggity ziggity zoom, shut your ass up. <laughs> no, but um, so so a lot of the mental work. So there's a there's a doctor named Joe Dispenza. So Joe Dispenza is uh, a car uh, a chiropractor by trade. He does a lot of work, mindfulness work. And Sounds like a car salesman. <laughs> no. Come get hey. your car from Joe Dispenza. <laughs> no, I'll dispense of the car to you. <laughs> <laughs> but he talks a lot about this kind of stuff. It's um the the mechanics of you writing things down, you envisioning yourself in certain situations that you long to be in, and going right. through that and writing that down and like conditioning your mind to have experienced these things, even though they haven't happened yet. The science behind it is crazy. Like these things that and then some happen to these people that are really committed to these things and practice it. And by practicing, it really is just like, I mean, meditation comes into it as well. But like writing is a big part of it. And so when you can do that, like I, I have I have two lists. I have a daily list and I keep it really short. I've got like three emotional things I'm working on, three physical things I'm working on, three work related things I'm working on. And then I've got a weekly list. And that's a Dominican I, list. No, I don't keep a Dominican <laughs> list no more. It's too crazy. <laughs> and that weekly list just is more, again, like it's more like the macro. Like here are the big right. things. And then here are the little steps that might get me to the end of 
you know, this bigger list. And it, I've only been doing it for maybe three weeks now, two weeks. And I've noticed a difference in how I approach things. So something for you dads to think about if you're not in that mode, like I think it will be helpful. And, and, and to add something to all of that stuff, which we've actually talked about before, I actually believe in the vision boards. I really, really do believe in them. Um, I've done them myself. I've even not believed in them after I did them and then looked back at them because I threw them in the closet. Like, ah, this is ziggity zaggity zoo shit. You know, like, <laughs> and, um, and then looked at it years later and was like, holy shit. Uh, pretty much everything happens in the vision board that I put in the vision. And I mean, to the T, like to the like, oh shit, this shit is real. I mean, your album, the, the process of selecting the artist for your album was very simple. That was pretty close. Yeah, pretty close. Yep. So, I yep. mean, that shit works, bro. It's, and you don't even have, a, have to have a ton of faith, which is the crazy thing. Because, I mean, you, you, like you just said, like you were looking at it, you're like, ah. And just the fact that you were already like, you were seeing it probably a few days. Yeah, and, and, and I didn't do it like, oh, I'm going to like, you know, like I always you, try to tell people to get beware of the of watching this, the movie The Secret. And then, <laughs> and then yeah. you just stay in your house in your underwear and go, I'm going to envision. <laughs> it's yeah, but wait, was your, was your vision board? Was it uh, like, were you? cutting pictures out and, and doing it that way or were you or were you just writing like no no it was the pictures and that's okay. that's what i was alluding to like i was that i did it like you know I, I don't know who i did it with but it was like someone's like oh look it's new year's let's do a vision board they bought a bunch of magazines they brought them to my crib it was like a little thing we just and i was like all right whatever let's do uh-huh. it you know and, and i did it and and i still have that that vis that one that i made i think i've done it twice in my life and yeah man it was it was pretty legit and 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 the album thing is, is legit too like writing it down but i feel like that is a vision board but i don't know i felt like we were really working hard towards, <laughs> towards that shit i don't know i mean you work hard towards your vision board too but whatever interesting um before we get out of here yeah i feel like manny's about to go before we get out of here guys <laughs> nah, I, got one, I got one more thing i want to talk about um was it going to be the kanye episode again no but we could talk about that i and we didn't grab the the excerpts from it which we should and post them where he talks about his family and his kids. Um, I, think we, I think we could do a whole episode around that. Sure you can. Like a micro. Um, <laughs> I'm going to put that on my vision board. <laughs> um, it, damn, we probably should grab the excerpts and, and talk about them. But the one thing that stood out when he was talking about his kids is, um, you know, he talked about being like a nomad and not having a home. And the that, bag like, you it, gave him is his home. Like I didn't give him a bag. What you got? You gave him some shit. Oh no, he has a new one that you guys gave him something. He had to get a new one because he said he had to get a bigger home, which is a bag. bag. Because we gave him the roses, and I gave him a hoodie and a t-shirt, which he wore, and that shit went wild. And I gave him a fatherhood's bracelet as well. Word. But um, anyways, he said something about when his when his kids FaceTime him, that's home. And I don't know it, it. Maybe it doesn't impact the way he said it on the show, but it was pretty impactful and pretty deep. Um, Cause I said, I forgot. I said something where he answered in that way, but, uh, but you know, he's him and his wife, they're, they're separated right now. Uh, maybe divorced. I don't know. I don't know what the rumors are on that or, or confirm or deny, but uh, I mean, he said he ain't got no paperwork. So, right. That's what he says on the show. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, he was like when his, when his kids FaceTime him, that's when he's home in that it- moment. Yeah, that that struck me too. Or that's home, it. and it's. I mean, it ties into. I think a lot of our guests, right? They didn't put it that way as as succinct as he did, as Kanye did, Ye did. 
but um uh, i think static selector was kind of the first one that i remember like when he was on with us he was like yeah it's like facetime just changes the game because you're touring or whatever now you have this and it feels pretty close to like being with them you know which is the craziest right. thing but yes yeah, that's, that's uh, when yay said it i was like almost sad you know it was cool it was it was sad sad to me yeah it was deep if you felt for him that it actually felt like he's hurt not being with them that's the way i took it yeah yeah it's almost like it's a deflection of like i don't need a home but i've got you know i've my kids are my home no matter where they are but i think if push come to shove if and i can only speculate but if he had the choice that you know he he'd be there with his kids Right, absolutely. Yeah, I have to imagine, and I mean, we can't even probably imagine the, that that what, dynamic, that dynamic, and yeah. that lifestyle, and all those those two polarizing personalities, and not polarizing, but celebrity, all the, all the people around, all just all right. kinds of, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to be said for, I don't know, when people think about, you know, being rich and famous and all that <laughs> stuff, like really. What's the impact have on your, like, if you're going to try to own the world, like, what does that effect really have on your family life? If you're someone who values the family, yeah, it's a it's whole, crazy. that's a whole nother kind of family lifestyle than, than, well, well, you, than, you we're, thinking, think of, than we're used to. You yeah. Know? It, I mean, think about the depth of that because we, you would say to yourself, it's not worth it to, to have that kind of ambition because of the sacrifice or, or the toll it takes on your family and, 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 and what your, you know, your interaction with your children. But then on the flip side of it, a lot of things in, in our history would have never happened had someone not probably been an absent father or an absent mother. Right. You know, which is wild, you know, like, like someone in history changed the trajectory of, of history and we're probably championing them in, in our history books. But in history, the uh, you know the untold story of the child, it was like fuck my mom, fuck my dad. They were never around. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's true. So I don't know. Take that nugget and run with it, man. Digital. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to share a quick thing and love your your thoughts on this. But if you were in the same shoes, so my daughter gets off the bus the other day, my five year old daughter, and. She's like the first thing she screams to her mom is, "Mom, I didn't fight today. I didn't. I didn't have any fights today." Like she was mad proud, and I'm like, "So backstory, she she has a tendency to, I guess, insult is probably the right way to describe <laughs> it. Ver- verbally insults. Slightly. Wonder where she gets that from. <laughs> assault people that bother her brother and assault verbally." Oh, okay. She 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 threatens to punch people in the face. All right. But she hasn't yet. So who are messing uh, with her brother? Yeah, that's usually okay. what triggers it. So okay. on the bus, my my son and his friends, you know how boys do, like talking shit to each other, but it's playful. Like everybody understands this is not like threatening. And it wasn't it was from what she described, it wasn't anything like serious or mm-hmm. like insulting. But she felt a way about it and she jumped on the kids. Not literally, but like she jumped into the conversation and was like, I, she threatened him somehow. She was like, shut up. You don't blah, blah. And then she was like, I'll punch you in the face. <laughs> I was like, I, was, I I looked at my wife. I was like, 
Yeah, that sounds like some shit I would say. <laughs> she got that from me. But my daughter, she's like a fireball. So it's like she gets hot and she's like awesome. Like, I'm going to thump you out type of, you know, the, the way her body language is. And and we were like, yo, you can't do that. And then she she's like, no, but my body got angry. I was like, oh, fuck. Your body's getting angry. That's that's not a good place to be. <laughs> so we've been working with her on that. And then, you know, two days ago, she comes off the bus and she's like super hyped that she didn't have any more of these situations. And it's probably been like three of them since school started. But that was like a culminating moment for me. I was like, yo, we got to be careful what we say about around her and like really coach her to express herself with us so that she understands how to kind of diffuse how she, when her emotions kind of reach a certain level and also mind your fucking business. Like unless your brother's really getting hurt, like chill, let them figure it out. So I think that's a great quality that she has actually. Yeah. Um, so there was a, I forget the exact quote, but my wife came about and it's something that we've tried to teach my son a bit, something to the extent, like in order to be the lamb, you are, you have to be able to let out the lion. Ooh. Mm. Like right? So if you're, if you're just kind of gentle and calm by nature, that's just, you're, you know, you're chill. You're, you're not trying to cause problems or whatever in order for you to be in that, you know, live that way, you got to be able to let the lion come out when it's necessary. So that's probably, you know, she's got the lion in her. So this really just coaching her to know when to let it out. All right, to control it. Yeah. yeah and that's does. martial arts, man. That's what I'm going to do with my kid. Both of them. Go. Be yeah. ninjas. <laughs> Be ninjas. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, ninjas. <laughs> my ninjas, I'm out of here, kid. Pizza. <laughs> All right, later. Later. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. Be a father to your child.